aka Gigi. I'm Victoria. And this is Mika. And this is A Word at the Table. And today we have a very, very special guest. She is the author of the book, You Matter. And that's just a book of a compilation of testimonials. And also, um, I would say like a plan, like you can... um, what do you call that? Like, like a, a devotional. Yes, like yeah. a devotional. And um, you can just relate to all the testimonies and unpack it yourself. So um, her name is Kanesma, and I'll just let her introduce herself. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Kanesma D. John. Um, I am an experienced teacher with teaching mostly in elementary school, but now I'm currently working on my PhD at the University of Florida, Go Gators. Um, I teach there and I also do research. Um, My research agenda is centered on Black women, Black immigrants, and Black education, and I hope to become a professor one day. Um, I do different things with my work. So you can find me on an online magazine called Focus on Her, which that magazine is designed to inspire and empower women to focus on aspects of life that become the best version of themselves. Um, I also use my life experiences as a basis for my writing. And I self-published a young adult devotional book that we're going to be talking about today, um, God Has Not Forgotten You Matter, which is a collection of Black testimonies. Nice. Love it. Nice. (laughs) So um, we are really excited. Um, we just got this opportunity through Instagram and we were like, um, yeah, let's definitely <laughs> get you on here and just get you go ahead and just share everything that you um, wanted to share as far as like your experience and um, how you got the book together and everything and how that went. So uh, we're just super excited to have you on. And we just want to start off with an icebreaker question. And the icebreaker question is, what is your favorite graduation experience or ceremony that you would like to share? Especially because you're a teacher. I'm sure that you've seen and witnessed so many graduations. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't even have to be yours. Like just it your doesn't favorite have to graduation moment, period. Okay. Um, I probably will focus up on but yeah, it's like graduation is like I feel like a special thing for me because that's when everybody comes out and congratulates you and mm-hmm. all the accomplishments that you did. Like it just feels like a oh, I finally did it. Um, some people would say that I'm addicted to it because I'm getting my PhD. <laughs> So it's like, I just keep going back to school. Going. <laughs> uh, but probably the most two prominent ones um, would be my undergrad. I went away to college and people actually like traveled. Like I had a good amount of people come out and we had like graduation celebration and everything. Um, so I was surprised that so many people actually travel just to come see me graduate. And I'm like, undergrad, like it's cool, but it's not like the highest thing you could get. So that was good. Um, and then my master's, um, my sister had moved away and she was living in Chicago at a time at the time. Um, and she kept telling me, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, I just moved and all this other stuff. And of course she was there <laughs> and she was telling me, she was like, yeah, uh, we almost missed this flight. So we wow. might actually not have made it, but <laughs> she was there and showed up right when she needed to. So those are my two prominent ones. <laughs> nice. Nice. I definitely agree with that. I would say for me, it's definitely the celebration part of it that makes you that makes you very joyous it just makes you like oh yeah 
yeah, like, you know what? I did work hard on mm-hmm. this because I think a lot of times you can work hard on something and accomplish mm-hmm. something, but you don't necessarily celebrate yourself. Yeah. You don't necessarily like see the value in it. But then sometimes when other people are like, hey, you know, you did like this huge yeah. thing. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh yeah, I did. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, I do like the whole ceremony. I know a lot of, some people do skip it because it's like so long mm-hmm. or whatever, but I think that moment is worth it. And it is something that like you can really cherish as a memory. So Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I would say my favorite graduation moment would probably it's it's I have two 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 as well um one either my mother's graduation when she graduated um with her master's when this woman you you remember when this woman was going to back to school she enlisted the help of everybody especially me (laughs) like her daughter she's like help me with this help me with that and it's like even though she took longer to get her master's you know she's working she's older and stuff like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. like the fact that she completed it and she was done I was done (laughs) I wanted to walk up we all graduated (laughs) it was either my mom's graduation and she went on to school online and then we traveled to Tennessee um to for that graduation like it it was a very um moment like um momentous yeah, momentous. Thank you. I promise I went to school. So it was a momentous occasion for us as a family. Like we love that. So it was either my mom graduating with her master's or me graduating high school. Um, I mean, I have my undergrad and stuff like that, but like my graduation, it was at a Christian school and they did you remember those? They did prophecies for every single person. Mm-hmm. And I remember the pastor of the school when he got up to me, like, I'll never forget this. This is like literally fuels like my dreams. Sometimes he came up to me and he was like, he said, you know, stuff like, Oh, you're great. Da, da, da. Like, you know, kind of generic stuff. Like, yeah. like, I see carpets for you. I see. Wow. Um, yeah. He was like, I see God using you in your gift and you're going to just like, I just remember, like, I see red carpets and God using you. And I'm like, okay, like, I literally use that as a fuel, like, us as a team, like, when we do church plays and stuff like that, I'm like, I see this as my calling. I see this as the red carpets that God is going to have me. Laid out. Yeah, you know, even if it's just a church play, like, I, like, that's, what I want to be used for, you know? Mm. Um, mine, I think I have, I have so many. I think my mom's graduation, just because for the same reasons you said, Vicki. Uh, and also uh, for me, I think high school was special because I sang at my high school graduation with the choir, not solo. Oh, actually I did have a solo, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good singer, but I don't know. Please, but they <laughs> girl. Oh, you gotta have some talent. Right. right. <laughs> so that, and then I think when I graduated um, college, it felt big because um, I studied um, chemical engineering and it was hard and it, it just felt like, oh, I thought I wasn't gonna make it, especially because like when you start, your freshman semester, they tell you, look to your left, look to your right. One or both of those people may not graduate with you. So like 
not motivational. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's what the dean said to us at orientation. As a freshman, as a 17 year old, I was like, oh, I. You might not make it. <laughs> yeah. I go tuition money anyway. So I was really proud when I graduated and I finished on time. So yeah, that was a, that was a big accomplish, accomplishment. You know, graduation to all the graduates out there. I know it's like graduation time, mm. trying to figure out what's next. I'm going to enjoy your summer. Y'all made it. So um, congrats to all y'all. <laughs> Shout out to Kinesma's nephew, kindergarten. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so... I really enjoyed your book, Kinesma. I think one of the things that I was impressed by is how each testimony fit really well in the chapters. Um, mm-hmm. And it just felt like, okay, did, I wondered, like, how did you plan this out? Did you start by putting together, you know, the topics? Like you, you put together, okay, I want to talk about these chapters and I can read the chapters are God's creation, God's love and peace, God's plan, God's power and protection, and God's timing. So did you come up with these topics and solicit people to share their testimonies or did you just ask for testimonies and then you saw how they fit together and group them that way? That's a very good question. Um, So when I initially got the idea, um, it was to meet the specific need like I haven't seen anything tailored to me as a young black Christian. So once I started the project, I didn't give anyone any themes. I just asked folks to share their testimonies, knowing and trusting that the Holy Spirit would guide the entire process and the categories would make sense once I started reading them and grouping them together. Um, So the initial idea, I didn't have any categories. I didn't think of any categories. I didn't have any titles for the different sections uh, because I was doing this project from like a faith perspective um so I just knew things were gonna fall to place how it's supposed to be I knew the right people would say yes to participating because everybody didn't say yes um and I knew that the devotionals would align at the end like I didn't even tell people what to write about because like if you read the different devotionals they have like a range from like abstract devotionals like using metaphors to people actually sharing their own personal experiences so I just trusted the process Mm-hmm. I love how like the I feel like the Holy Spirit was just moving. He was your editor. Like the fact that you didn't plan it, you know. Yeah. Like, sometimes when we plan, like, I guess we'll talk about that later. But like, when we, plan, <laughs> we wanted to stick to the plan that we made. But I love yeah. that like, you were trusting God and His direction for you. And it, girl, it just flowed. It was beautiful. And it was That's beautiful. good. I'm glad. <laughs> really good. And one of the things I did enjoy was the fact that you created this devotional specifically for um black mm. believers and I mm-hmm. like you were just saying you know typically we don't have that much content for um like the black experience as a believer so mm-hmm. what made you and of course anybody who's a believer can read it and definitely um use the devotionals and everything but what made you specifically want to write um a book um geared towards black believers okay so pretty much this exactly like what I wanted to do this was my whole reason for doing this devotional um I always went into like Christian bookstores that were tailored to white people 
although it didn't specifically say, okay, this is a young adult devotional for white people, from like the images on the cover to the content in the books, like you're reading it and you just know, okay, this isn't necessarily a black person that's writing this <laughs> message. Um, it was just never something that I could relate to or connect with. And I knew I wasn't the only one that felt this way. So the closest devotional I related to was probably a women's devotional, but all women don't go through the same thing. So being a black woman, it comes with a different experience in life. And I really just wanted a Christian devotional for black believers. Nice. I love that. I love that, that you saw something that was like needed and mm-hmm. you created it. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like that happens so much um especially like when I speak I'm always like I wish that existed I'm not gonna do it (laughs) so one of the um testimonies in particular I wanted to talk about was God of the little things Mm -hmm. and um basically that chapter was about uh well that author talked about her experience with her hair and how Mm. um coarse black hair isn't well the coarser side isn't uh, accepted and mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's looked down upon mm-hmm. and she just also talked about like you no know, being a believer that obviously um god doesn't make mistakes god knows every um hair on our head and so why god why would god give me hair that's just not accepted and mm-hmm. just, the author just basically talks about her journey and accepting her hair and making products and you know just loving herself so i just wanted to ask you how has your experience um, as a black woman and dealing with our hair <laughs> and everything and how that journey has been and how, how has it impacted your walk with God? Okay, so many things, so many things rolled into one. Um, <laughs> so first off, our coarse hair isn't accepted based on flawed human standards, um, but by no means is that a mistake because I strongly believe that God doesn't make mistakes and especially when he created our hair type. Um, so I haven't always been natural. I started straightening my hair from when I was 18 and I continued until about 2019 when I decided to become natural, um, which my transition wasn't necessarily, oh man, I want to just be this natural person or natural hair chick. Um, it was based on me wanting my hair to be healthier because like from straightening it, I noticed it was really thin and wasn't as thick as it used to be. Um, and I, I absolutely hated it. I hated it. (laughs) I never did the big chop. So the transition stage, oh my goodness, it was tough, but now I I love my hair, like absolutely love it. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I embraced my natural curls. Um, one thing that I had to come to terms with is that having natural hair is unpredictable. I don't have as much control as when I straighten it, <laughs> knowing that when I straighten it, it's going to come out a certain way. Like it's going to be laid and slayed. I got my little flip here, <laughs> but I have to be okay with like natural hair. It's fabulous sometimes. And sometimes it's like, mm, I guess we could work with this, <laughs> which with my walk with God, I've always struggled with control, like controlling every and all aspects of my life. But knowing that even with my hair, I have to be okay with whatever will be, it will be. (laughs) With natural hair for me, I was natural for a long time, but I never wore my hair out because I was like, I'm not comfortable with it. And then I think it was 2017 or 2018 when I shaved my head completely 
And I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. But it felt very uncomfortable at first. But now I'm at a place where it's like, whatever it wants to do when I get up, that's what it's doing. <laughs> nice. Like, I, I would just wanted to um, talk about like, when you mentioned your, your need to control, I felt that like, especially when I read God's timing, like that was so edifying to me because it's like, again, when I make a plan, like when I think about my wants and desires, it comes in a timeline format, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm making a plan and then I get, I feel some type of way when I veer off on that, ooh, no, 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 no. I, I'm starting to feel failure. I'm starting to feel like give up, you know, this and third. Like, what do you, what would you say to people battling with hopelessness? Like when they're like making a plan, it's not working out. Mm. Of course, it kind of makes you want to give up. Yeah. So, like, if you're like in a car, you're constantly getting lost. You're like, you know what? Child. <laughs> I, guess I got this GPS. So right, I got you know what? <laughs> no, I get that because, yeah, me in control, like, especially being a teacher and an elementary school teacher, I was actually talking to another elementary school teacher the, um, yesterday, and she was like, elementary teachers and middle school teachers, they have like two different lives. Like, elementary school you're like no wait stop no don't do this wait no hold on to me but then middle school it's like okay whatever happens happens um so yeah being an elementary school teacher have my own classroom do my own thing I'm like I am in charge of this space <laughs> so it's really hard to not try to be in control um but like with people who have that or battling hopelessness I would pretty much just say, like, we can't do life without God. Like, whenever I'm feeling hopeless, it's usually when I'm trying to do everything on my own, when I'm trying to control what happens in every situation. Um, and I would say to try him, like, try bringing everything you're feeling, even the smallest thing to God and see what he does with it. Like we highlighted earlier about the devotional called God of the Little Things. If he cares about our hair, how much more do you think he cares about our feelings of hopelessness? Wow. Yeah, that's really good. And I think in the moment, all you see is your issues, you know, and the fact that like, it's not going the way that you're planning and like, why is this happening? And then you try to reason it and then you try to wonder like that I that I mess up here. And I think um, you really have to like discipline yourself in remembering that God has everything under control and that it didn't yeah. catch him by surprise. Mm -hmm. exactly. Maybe it caught you yeah. by surprise, but he already knew. He's, He's like, look here. at me, look at me. I, I already know. I'm like, it catches by surprise every time, even though we know, like, okay, God knows, God has his plan. He's in control. But every time it's like, wait, but I had this, this, this planned out. <laughs> So we had an episode a couple of we had an episode a couple of weeks back about planning, mm -hmm. and that it was it was I loved what we spoke about and like um, I think we spoke about like vision boards and things like that. What are your feelings on vision boards? Because I don't want it to be like too stringent. Stick with the magazine clippings that you pasted, girl. Like yeah. I don't want it to be like yeah. that. But like, what are your feelings on that? So 
I make one every year. <laughs> I like plan out my goals and things I want to accomplish during the year, you know, the whole control thing that I'm still working on. <laughs> so it's a constant balance between knowing what I want to happen and being content with what God allows to happen. Um, I have my own like personal testimonies when it comes to God's timing and being okay with it, but you know, I don't know how much time we got because I could go all day. <laughs> you know, as you were speaking, Kanesma, I wanted to ask you to share a little bit about your personal testimony, if you don't mind, and about like your walk with God and how you've come to a place of accepting and letting go of that control. Because I struggle yeah. with that too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like a common trait between like driven black girls because like we're, we're supposed to right mm. like like to like, to reach success you're supposed to control everything assimilate like mm. do all this so it's like we cling to that as a way to get successful so it's like to cling to god you're like okay yeah but but like you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. i still have my plan like, I, came you know? up, I came up with this yeah <laughs> it's like but my itinerary yeah. you know like <laughs> <laughs> so i have I have two devotionals in the book and now that like I'm thinking about it I'm like yeah so these were about control um, <laughs> one was about me getting hired after undergraduate um, school and as an elementary school teacher you know the school year starts at a certain time so I got hired the Friday before school started on the Monday which is not really enough time to prep, but God was like, yeah, we doing this. Uh, <laughs> but all summer stressing, like, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not gonna get, I'm just going to be broke. Like I graduated. I'm just going to be, <laughs> but that was one lesson. Um, another one was getting married. So I wrote about that. My plan was to not get married. But it's about to be three years in July. So another lesson in the book. Um, one um, other thing that I didn't write about, I think I was, well, I still am slightly embarrassed by it, but I'm like, it's not my plan. It's God's plan. And it kind of worked out. Um, at least I believe it worked out. Um, so my plan was to, after I get my master's, it's probably take a year maybe two years off um, and then apply for my PhD because that was my whole plan, my, my whole path that I was taking for my life. Um, so I applied to five different schools. I did not know where I wanted to go. I just knew I wanted to do my PhD. I didn't know what program specifically. I just knew I wanted to do education um, to continue in that realm. Um, all five schools said no. Every single one, no, 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 no. And I was just like, are you serious right now? Like, God, you knew, like, since elementary school, I've been talking about, I'm gonna be a teacher, then I'm become a professor. Like, that's my plan. Like, and so from then I thought, okay, I'm not gonna do it. Like, that's it. Like, he told me, no, this is not the plan that he has for me. I just have to be okay with it. Um, so that was around... I graduated 2016. I'll start applying like 2017, 2018. Um, so four years after I did my master's, I started my PhD program in 2020. And to say God had worked that out, like I don't think I would have been ready to do it four years before. Um, I had gotten married to my husband and then we moved to Florida and his job 
is in Gainesville. So it's by the University of Florida. I ended up working for a year. And during that year, I applied for the program. I went in to meet professors, talk to them about the program and everything. And then I got in. I got in with a fully paid, with a stipend. So it was like, yeah, this was, this was where I needed to be. I applied to only UF. And I got in because I was like, if this ain't, if this don't work, <laughs> I know for sure that this ain't like, I'm not applying to all these different schools. I'm just going to apply this one. Yeah. <laughs> With all the fees and all. No, we're not doing that this time. So I'm like, yeah, that one, that one was a big one for me. Cause I'm just like, God, you knew like, why are you trying to play me? But it, it worked out to when it, when it needed to happen, how it needs to happen and the school and the program that I'm in now like god knew god knew <laughs> it, it, it gives you comfort like it's, there was a reason for the nose there was a reason yeah. yes yes <laughs> that rejection though <laughs> you um also start to like identify yourself with that you know yeah. in a sense like if mm-hmm. it doesn't go the way that you thought it was gonna go and the plans that you had you're like oh well dang well maybe I am a failure maybe mm-hmm. it's not gonna work out and then it's like a whole you know spiral from there but I think when it does actually happen in God's timing that's when you could look back and be like yo I'm so thankful for that you know in yeah. retrospect yeah, yeah. You're right like it, it's when you when you receive those no's you receive those rejections it's easy to like you said like focus on that as opposed to focus on on god's promises like you know mm-hmm. like you know yeah. you're not looking at those rejections like oh this is this is not oh, like my like, yeah. <laughs> train your brain to, to do that because yeah. like when you get those rejections you're like all right girl i'm just yeah. definitely gonna give up like that's right. not for me you know Right. And I love I'm it. like, were y'all there? Cause y'all just sound like <laughs> letter two, like <laughs> No, but I love that you said that about like um holding on to God's promises because mm-hmm. it's so important. Like really knowing the verses mm-hmm. and like remembering it when those things happen, like, oh man, it's it's needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So one of the chapters that I really loved. Um, is God's love and peace. And I was drawn to that chapter just by the title. Um, Because for me, that's one of the things that I focus on, on my journey, just having that inner peace that surpasses all understanding. So I always try to have that through everything that I go through in life. Like even when I, um, I remember when I was going into labor with my daughter, I was like, God, I just want your peace, man. Oh, I, I don't know how much the, 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 the answers were, the prayers were answered in that moment, but I definitely, I think um, in after delivering her and things not going my way, um, I definitely felt God just speaking to me about what a blessing my daughter was and what a miracle she was. And I just felt that peace. So I think um, in reading that chapter, one of the common threads that I that stuck out to me was speaking in, in God's grace. That's what I that's what I thought. Can you just share a little bit about your view on God's grace and especially in today's culture where where we're impatient, we cancel mm-hmm. people, we cut them short for anything they do. Like, how do you see, how can we extend God's grace um, to the people in our lives and just in general in our walk? 
<laughs> I'm like this this whole podcast right now is just highlighting all my struggles. <laughs> when you start talking about cancel culture, like left, right, center, yeah. um, but I struggle with it like a lot. Like I feel like people should know better. So why should I give them grace? You know, yeah. <laughs> like voice right now. Like that's like I'm like like you wrong. <laughs> you know better. <laughs> you know all the way better. Off topic, but do you the horrible story with the um, mass shooting in <clears throat> Albany? And they interviewed one of the um, the family of the deceased. And he, he was like, I think it was like his mother. It was like a churchgoer. And he was like, I know my mom was a woman of God. And I know he would have forgave. She would have forgave him in this and the third. And I get it. I get it. As a Christian, I get it. But as a black woman, I'm like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. No. no, I get it. In theory, it sounds real good. But yeah. in real life, it's like. Uh, mm, 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 mm. yeah but like we're supposed to practice grace and i get it (laughs) it's very like it's extremely difficult because i mean even at a young age like no you do something wrong to me okay we are no longer friends i don't understand why you're still speaking to me you know but like who am i who am I to try to take grace away from somebody when God gives it so freely? Mm. So I like have to constantly remind myself, like, I'm not above God. I'm just trying to be more like him. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's still a struggle for me, but yeah, for me, I think what, one of the things you said, I do, I think for me, especially when people hold a certain position, I'm like, if you accepted that and you signed up for this, Mm-hmm. know how to act like you should yeah. know how to act so I it's hard for me to sort of excuse it that's how I see it rather than looking at it as grace I look at it as am I making an excuse for this person's mm-hmm. actions yeah but when you really think about it, it's not really up to us to give out judgment right it's really yeah. not up to us I like for us to give put us in that pedestal it's kind of making it seem like God doesn't exist I am going to cancel you because you, you know, like God just told us to love our neighbor regardless of how stupid they're acting, you know? Yeah. And I just think like, you know, when when it comes to forgiveness, it's just something that's a gift for you as well. Mm. I have to remember that like, I'm not only forgiving just for the other person, but also Mm. that I'm free. Yeah. And that I'm not holding on to something and then like, you know, just being yeah. waking up in the morning, just being bitter. bitter. Yeah. And the other person <laughs> is just out here living their best life. Yep. <laughs> remember yeah. what they did to you. So it's, I always remember like, you know what? Yeah, forgiving the person. And forgiveness can look differently too. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to be like best buds all the time. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, but it's definitely to let yourself go and to be free from it. So I, I got to remember that as well. <laughs> it always helps me. So um, our last question, um, if you just had one major message that you wanted the readers to get from the You Matter book what would that be um <laughs> i'm like there's so many things <laughs> think of what <laughs> i mean i know there's so many messages no 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 um i would probably say um so god god cares about every single person in this world like he literally cares about everyone 
and he allows us to go through different types of experiences um and those experiences like we need to talk about them have the confidence to share them um our voice matters to god which is something else that i've been struggling in like making sure that i speak up um and in speaking up and telling our testimonies this allows God to use us to share our stories and this could help other people relate to God on a deeper level. So just making sure that we're allowing him to use us to say different things and also trusting like in his timing to share it. Cause you're probably like, man, this, this testimony could really help somebody right now. And then God's like, no, like, <laughs> wait a second. Cause they don't need it right now. They're not going to get it in the right moment like right now is not it let's just wait wait a week let's wait a month let's wait a year okay now now you share it this is when they need it so just making sure we speak up but then also knowing when to speak up about it wow that's good because i think sometimes you can get eager and want to share whatever happened to you and then other people mm-hmm. are like and <laughs> like oh, okay you crazy <laughs> like what you talking about you got faith like what are you talking about Oh, like you can't even pay your rent. Like, what's going on with you? Like, that, oh, yep. <laughs> or like Grace. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and actually, like you can have a testimony even in the midst of your situation too. But like you said, you gotta ask God like mm-hmm. when to share it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like if others will receive it in that timing. So that's a really mm-hmm. great point. Nice. So, um, does anybody else have any last commentaries or anything? Last comments? Anything anyone want to share? I mean, I for me, I could definitely say I enjoyed this book. Okay. It was awesome. I'm looking forward to other books. Yes. Um, it was just something that I know that I can just take my time and also just write out things and like anything that's on my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and to mm-hmm. grow from it, um, from whatever I'm going through or whatever the case is. I could just write it out, talk to God. So I really enjoyed this book. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all. I really appreciate being on here. Like, this was amazing. <laughs> and where can people follow you? Um, so you can find me everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm right? <laughs> you can find me on um, Instagram. Um, I believe it's at KDB John. And then Facebook as well. I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. All the same handle. And um, you can also find my website, www.katiejohn.com. And you can also follow me on Amazon because I'm a registered Amazon author and you can see everything that I'm doing. <laughs> so am I seeing this correctly? Kanazma, do you have a children's book too? I do. I have a children's book. That was the first one that I did. <laughs> oh, so do you have any other books planned for the future? Are you writing anything I right do. Now? I do. I'm in the middle of, planning or prepping so this one has a little prep to it Um, but I'm gonna be doing kind of like the devotional but this time it's going to be a collection of stories or her stories um, about black motherhood Ooh, yeah all right yeah. (laughs) yeah so hopefully 2023 but I'm not gonna put a date on it because I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the lord yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Please share with us when you do publish it and maybe we can have Definitely. you back on to talk about that. Definitely. I'd love that. <laughs> if there's nothing else, I'm assuming everybody's good to go. All right. Yeah. Oh, well, get the book on Amazon. And yes, we'll have the link in the 
description of the video or wherever we post the podcast. So check out and support. You matter. God has not forgotten you. You matter. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you again. And everyone, thank you for listening. This is. Oh, I'm at the table.